Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. We're just over a month away from college football, and we roll on with our 2020 NFL Draft Talk. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the founder of the Oh, wow. Of the D-Eric King Hive. <laughs> and with me, as always, is AJ, hashtag Power6 Marchese. I thought you were going to say D.D. Gregorius. <laughs> I was like, I had a stutter. I don't know what's going on. I'm so excited with the AAC. <laughs> Power6. Today, we're going to continue our summer scouting series with the AAC. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby going out. To Vegas, maybe looking for a young or a two. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of the ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Yeah. You know who else has the tickets to the Heisman ceremony? Oh, Dear King. Oh, I thought you were going to say Shane Bouchelle. Shane Bouchelle. SMU's back. Roll ponies. I have a soft spot for Shane Bouchelle. I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. He's really bad at football. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So we're talking AAC prospects in the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, AAC. Maybe not as good as I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, initial, the initial takeaway. There's no Ed Oliver's this year. It was a, it was fun. I mean, the opposite, like you said, King is fun. We can. That's a fun the, talk. There's a couple of fun uh, offensive players. I like the receivers. I thought the receivers were the most talented group of any position. Uh, in the I AAC. think I, I think I'll agree with you. Yeah, I mean the uh, the, run, the running backs are a little bit interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I was not impressed with the entire defensive side of the football, but uh, we'll get there. There's one pass rusher, one linebacker, and one corner, and one safety. I like. Okay, that's a lot. That's pretty good. I we'll see. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get you, there. You you didn't watch the linebacker, so okay. Because I stumbled onto him late in the process. You hit him from me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also think the corners have bigger names than they do games, just in general. Ho ho ho. That's a classic line. Shots fired. Trademarked. Whatever. Anyway, let's start at the top. Uh, with quarterbacks, is Dear King your number one quarterback in the AAC? Oh, yeah, yes. Okay, um, Dear King's going to be one of those guys who polarizing. It, yes, basically, right now, people I, I mentioned this before to you um, seem to be on one of two sides: either he's undraftable and can't play quarterback, or he has the potential to follow in. Maybe not to the same extent as Kyler Murray, but like this the is an NFL sense. quarterback who's going to get drafted. Where do you land, Rob? 
I land on the this is an NFL quarterback who's going to get drafted, but if he's actually 5'8", like there have been some reports, then I do not think that. Where do I land, Rob? You land with me, I guarantee it. Yeah, look, you know you, you know, I love this type of quarterback. Um, there's so much fun to watch. But um, let me quickly say, I do not want to do another year of height gate. Well, it's annoying because it just came out I know. Uh, the other day that he's apparently two inches shor- shorter than Kyler Murray, which would put him at 5'8". Derek King is listed at 5'11". He's 5'11", 195. Are you, are, wait, hold on, hold on. Are we sure Kyler Murray's 5'10"? <laughs> start from the start. I don't know. I think they have to remeasure him each season. <sighs> Fuck. Um, and King, originally at Houston as a wide receiver, mm-hmm. took over after some injuries at QB. Dynamic. I think one of the most exciting QBs in the country last a- year. Absolutely, yeah. If there was a Heisman for a, or for a group of five guys, which a- there should be. There should be. I think he would easily be the favorite this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Him and Jordan Love, I guess? There's, Yeah, I just think he's going to put up bigger numbers just yeah, in terms of... I, I don't disagree. Actually, what grade do you have on him right now? Round? Sure, if you've got it. Fourth. Me too. That's interesting. Me yeah. too. Um, which is high in the process right now. It is. Uh, not a big guy. Mention that. No. But a dynamic runner. Absolutely. Um, it, he's, he's scary with the ball in his hands. I think he's got an NFL arm. I do Both too. In terms of yeah, in terms of velocity and tight window throws and pushing it downfield. I yes, I I agree. Um, the release is there, like you said, the velocity is there. And uh, sorry, quickly going back to the shorter thing, he he knows how to th- get into the passing lanes and make those throws. Which the first thing when you have a shorter quarterback is what you got to look for, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he can do that. Uh, obviously, he was playing in a pretty pass happy scheme last year mm-hmm. and. Now with Dana Holgerson coming over from West Virginia, it's going to be probably even more so. <laughs> yes. Like, he's got a chance to put up massive numbers in he the Holgerson does. system. Um, in terms of the accuracy, I think, can be inconsistent. Yep. He'll miss some short stuff. Ball placement can be a bit sporadic. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, if And my biggest question with him right now is ability to read defenses both pre- and post-snap. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff's telegraphed. It's uh, it's going first read there. stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that's going to be the real conversation with him going forward. Yeah, can he? Does he evolve as a passer this year and show that he can make NFL reads? If not, I don't see him being more than a potential NFL backup. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Uh, uh, some other negative side I'll throw out. Uh, going back to the accuracy thing, I, I think sometimes his feet will get stagnant. Yep. Um, that gets him to trouble. Like you say, the shorter stuff, that gets him to trouble there. Um, uh, some really bad decision-making. Yes. That, that goes back to getting to your first and second read. and It's just some, some real boneheaded plays, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, again, I totally agree with the, the actually being inconsistent again with the feet. Um, don't see touch too much, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, deeper throws, he, he he can he can lay them in softer though, so that's okay with me. He's a better deep thrower than he is like short to intermediate. <laughs> yeah, in I know. I, th- I honestly think that's fair. Um, but all the tools are there, man. He needs to prove that he can't play quarterback in the league before we label him a wide receiver. And obviously, that's going to come up a lot. Like I mentioned, he started off as a wide receiver. He's a pretty good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's I think going to come up a lot during the process. Um, he also has a history of knee injuries. I think he's torn yeah, his meniscus three, three times. times. Yeah, which is worrisome. Obviously, uh, how will his small body hold up as a quarterback? Uh, but at the end of the day, I think right now, just if everything goes right, he's going to be drafted, and I could see him potentially like even if by the time the draft comes around, or like this guy didn't take those steps forward. He, he's not going to be able to be a quarterback in the NFL. I think he would get drafted as a wide receiver just because I do think he's that dynamic with the ball in his hands. If Trace McSorley gets drafted. That's also a strong point. But right um, now he's got the Cordell Stewart uh, comp from me. So. <laughs> That's sick. Uh, he's my second highest rated quarterback so far through this process of our shows. Okay, you, you, good thing you, you, you followed that up with that. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm no, doing it. He's my number two QB in the draft. No, no, I'm doing it with the podcast. I'm doing it as a listener. Fair. Uh, any other QBs catch your eye? 
My number four rated quarterback through this process. Okay, stop saying that because it's gonna like it sounds very different <laughs> than what it is. Uh, my well, I only have four draftable grades uh, quarterback so far. Uh, do wait? Do you have another draftable grade in this conference? I do. I don't. Mackenzie Milton. I don't have a draftable grade for him. Uh, okay, I think he's. Uh, I mean, he's not going to get drafted this year, but it was all uh, push comes to shove. I think he gets. He becomes a day three pick. Uh, the ball really. He can spin it. He can spin it. I think it. that's the biggest takeaway. He's there's so much Vernon Adams to his game. <laughs> Just in terms of the absolute, I'm uh, like this isn't even a joke. I know in terms of the absolute lack of size. Yeah, but he he's got the arm. He's got the velocity. He makes plays with his legs. Yeah, he's a passer before he's a runner. Like the run or the the movement skills supplement his passing yeah, ability. He, he's like again exactly like he's pretty magical. Like those. Escaping the pocket with his legs, it's, he's looking down throat. He makes big time. Obviously, throws. he had the horrible injury last season. He's not going to play this year. Yeah, I think like he can medical redshirt and be back though. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if 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 he plays football again, that's going to be what he does. I believe so. Yeah. Um, uh, he's pretty. He's got to fix his footwork. He struggles with touch at times. I think his deep, deep accuracy is a little bit questionable. He tries to do too much. Forces coming balls. From, Sorry. Coming from the two schemes he played in, we're both really QB friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I do like Mackenzie Milton. I think uh, he, I guess he is almost guaranteed to not be in this draft, but 2021. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll be drafted, but uh, I, there, there yeah. will be a conversation around his name. Yeah, and again, uh, the injury is a huge factor. Yeah, this is yeah, this is assuming he gets back to where he was before the injury. Exactly. And um, uh, I, at the very minimum, I think he would be a very good CFL quarterback. I think he could be an elite CFL quarterback. Yeah, uh, all the tools are there. Uh, anyone else you like from this conference? Uh, I think Blake Barnett's gonna have that. Like, I don't like Blake Barnett. I know some people actually do, the... but I think he's gonna have that. Um, who was it last year? Kyle, Kyle Allen two years ago. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Kyle Allen, like, he's going to be training in the off season leading up to the draft with, like, one of the big QB <laughs> guru coaches who's also got two other guys who could be first-round picks. Yeah. And, like, he'll be the third guy in that list who's they're always attaching his name to it. Yeah. Just because he's got the size, he moves well, and he's got a big arm. Exactly. I was, you know. But, but he's not accurate. He's not poised. The mechanics are bad. The footwork is bad. Like, he had to leave Alabama and Arizona State yeah. and ended up at South Florida. Like, Manny Wilkins beat him up easily at Arizona State. It's just Manny being Manny. Um, we're Manny Wilkins people. We're big Manny Wilkins people. Um, I think he's, like, fine for the Bulls of South Florida. Yeah, um, no, definitely. Like, he's a he's perfect for their college football squad. He's so lanky, too. So he needs to put he, more yeah, meat on the frame. Um, I... I do think Cincinnati's quarterback Desmond Ritter. I don't think there's any way he's coming out. Oh, okay. Uh, Ritter's but a fun conversation. R- redshirt sophomore year, yeah. entering his redshirt sophomore year. Obviously, that means he's got three more years of eligible, like mm-hmm. this upcoming year, and two more years. I think he's a guy who down the line we could be talking about a little bit more. I'm not like I'm not there with him at all. No, right no, now, me. But I, I, but I think you see flashes of if this guy develops in the in the right way. There's something there. No, I agree. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not for this draft, but uh, we can talk about him. Uh, again, another guy. He built really wiry. Wiry? Yeah, he's tall and thin. Yeah, uh, whippy arm. Uh, dart balls. Velocity is solid. I, I like that's all there. Mechanical issues, mm. which leads to accuracy issues. And he, he's clearly, when you watch him, you can tell, like, He's a young quarterback who hasn't played that much, uh, yeah, just in sure. terms of poise for sure. and decision-making. For sure. I totally agree. And I, I think I want to see him drive the ball down the field better, too. Just just one more thing to throw in there. Mm-hmm. But I agree. There is – I'm glad you saw the same thing. I, I thought there was pieces there. Yeah. Yeah. A guy to watch in – Three years. Uh, a, yeah. <laughs> two to three years. Yeah. Um, but interesting. I thought Brady White was really bad. Brady White's my lowest in the cla- – uh, not in the class, but in the conference, sorry. Like he's gonna put up numbers and his name will float around. I uh, but, I hated watching him. I'm not gonna lie. Like he's not. He's just not accurate. I don't think he has that strong of an arm. He's not a great decision maker. He's got very little poise in the pocket. Yeah, I, I love Memphis football and hated watching him. Another Arizona State transfer. Manny Wilkins just beating you all out. <laughs> I forgot it was the same Brady White for some reason. 
I I remember being confused when he first mm-hmm. like started playing MFS. Like last year, I, yeah, yeah. And I don't think Shane Bichelle's anything. I think he's not good. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> These are all UDFAs except for Milton and King. But and maybe Ritter in three years. Uh, anything with Russo? Big body. He didn't play that much. No, uh, I think he's a, he's another guy who I'd put more in the Ritter category of in a few years. Yeah, because Redshirt Junior, six three two thirty, like you said, big body. Again, I think Ritter and Russo are pretty tight for me. And again, I think there's a uh, some like stuff. The, I don't think we're seeing either of them in this upcoming draft, uh, but no. we could be talking about them in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. With Russo, some of the pieces are there. He just plays too fast in a in a bad way. Like he's in a hurry. So very raw. Mm-hmm. Just becomes more patient. I just gotta develop. Yeah, I, but he's not bad. Anyways. Yeah. Um. I love you, Shane Bouchel. But yeah, <laughs> King and King and Milton both really really fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are for sure. At That's, the very least, they could both be really star quarterbacks in the CFL. <laughs> I agree. But, I, I think King like, even if it's not as a passer, which I, I think. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think he can make the NFL in some way. Yeah. Uh. The next Keenan Reynolds. I mean, why not? Uh, okay, running backs. Yeah. I thought there was some running back talent. It's not a bad group at no. all. Um, I, I, it's the best group we've seen. Yeah, probably. But I mean, this this in the Mountain West. <laughs> that's yeah. And, uh, no one else had anything, but there's one running back I actually like a lot. Uh, okay, go for it. Michael Warren of Cincinnati. I have a draftable grade of Michael Warren. He to me. Built pretty well, 5'10", mm-hmm. 218. I really like his contact balance. Um, he's not a great athlete. I don't think there's a lot of burst there. No. Uh, nor, like, he's not the quickest guy either. But I like his build, the contact balance, uh, decent vision. Yeah, yeah. I think he can, he can, he helps in the passing game. He's a, I, he's a competent pass blocker, and his hands are pretty natural. Yeah, exactly. And that's how you make the league. Uh, not the most powerful guy. Um, you expect it, a little it, like more when it, with the guy. Yeah, like he's not going to run over anyone who's got a clean shot at him. No, he's but uh, he's like, yeah, no, I agree. And he doesn't make guys miss in the open field. Like he, contact balance and what he does on passing downs are his way into the NFL. Mm-hmm. For 218, some solid agility. Yeah. He, like, Cincinnati's got an interesting team. Yeah, younger too. Like uh, Warren's only junior as well. Right? Yeah, but him and Ritter are maybe the most interesting QB RB combo in the AAC. Yeah, um and they were what 7 and 0 at one point last year. Yeah, they finished 11 and 2. Luke Fickle is a great coach. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um yeah, I have a draftable 6 6 7th round grade. I don't mind him at all. I think there's like potential there to be uh like a backup NFL running back. Is he the best group of five running back you've seen? No, there's someone I like in this conference, Rob. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, uh is there is he your number two in the group of five, or do you like... He's my uh, number two in the group of five, yeah, he is. Okay, okay. Uh, grades out the same, but I like the pieces. This, this is my uh, my Rykel Armstead this year. <laughs> Greg McRae, UCF. He's interesting. He's interesting, isn't he? Um, He's very small. He is small. Not as small as the other UCF back. <laughs> Adrian Killen. Killens. Yeah, I don't know why they only have... They breed tiny running backs in uh, Central Florida. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, so <laughs> we'll start with McRae, because I actually do like him a lot. Uh, 5'10", 175. Ju- just for context, he's my number two running back, also has a draftable in the AAC, and he also has a draftable grade. Okay, cool. Me. They, they grew out similar for me, for, for Warren. I just, I, I see McRae as that third down NFL back. Um, I in think, the right role, yeah. He's really, really elusive, and he's yeah. really, really quick, and he's got the home run hitting. Yeah. Uh, and he's... Competent pass catcher. Yeah. Uh, lines up in the slot occasionally. I think he's an interesting... I'm going to use the very word. fun. Interesting route runner. Here, here's a spoiler. Yeah. For my um, um, group of five all-NFL draft team, mm-hmm. He uh, the, there's two running backs in an all-purpose spot, and that all-purpose spot could belong to him. I think he deserves it. Um, Again, going back to that third down back role, I think he's... For 175, he's a pretty decent pass blocker, and he's very aware. He knows what he's doing. So if he, but he, he I don't think he's very good at it. I think he's the one of the lower end pass blockers I've seen. Again, he's 175. Yeah, that that and like he's that's where I struggle with him is 
I don't think he can stay in pass block on passing downs. Uh, in the NFL not, full time. He's not going to break tackles. Yeah. I, you kinda, need to use him in the right way. I think the balance is there, though. Like, you know, like, balance is fine. Yeah. Um, I like it. He gets small through the line. I always like that in smaller backs. I know, like, it's kind of a cheesy thing to say, but, like, it finds the small holes in the line. Vision's pretty good. I, uh, I'm, I'm legit interested in Greg McRae. Does he remind you of anyone? Just because he's such a specific type of player, is there anyone came to mind or not? I don't want to throw a name out there. A little bit of Darwin Thompson last year, maybe. That's interesting. He's much smaller than Darwin Thompson. He, he's not thick like Darren. I know. Um, any other running backs really catch your eye? Uh, really catch my eye? No. Those were my only two draftable grades. Same. Um, after them, who's your next rated back? Patrick Taylor, but I don't like him that much. Yeah, Patrick Taylor's right. my next one too. <laughs> he he's a guy who he's gonna put up numbers and like obviously Darrell Henderson was there last year, and like the, Patrick Taylor's a very good college running back. The size I is just, fun. But yeah, he, I, yeah, he's he's a big back at six two two twenty five ish. But like I just there's not a whole lot of power despite the size. Yeah, he's also not very elusive in the open field. I, I think he has poor vision. Yeah, uh, and he's got some fumbly ish. Issues. Uh, hold on, let me read one of my notes. I said a little fumbly and a little stumbly, because he yeah. he's got some fumble issues and he's got just some stumble issues. Like he's on the ground for like too easily. I do one like I don't think he's gonna do a lot for himself to move up my rankings this upcoming year. Like I think he is what he is. Yeah. But the SMU running back Xavier Jones is a guy. Oh, I'm interested okay, in. me too. He's my next one. Me we're, too. We're agreeing way too much here. Um, <laughs> I okay. He lost his starting job last year, right? Yeah. But uh, so I put his tape on. It, it interested me. Five ten, uh, two fifteen. That's it. I like the size. And then the more uh, AAC tape I watched against you know the SMU offense, he kept kind of doing some stuff. Yeah, I think he he's got some big elusiveness and quickness, and yeah. just having those traits versus like a guy like. Uh, Patrick Taylor doesn't have any trait that stands out. No, other than his size, and it's not that useful. Yeah, and then there's a guy like Xavier Jones who's got uh, mm-hmm. traits that do stand out, yeah. and I'm taking that over a guy who just doesn't have, who's like, meh. Yeah, no, like, I don't like Xavier Jones. Doesn't have great vision. He's not a powerful runner. No. He struggles a ton in pass pro. He's also fumbly. Yeah. But he does have that elusiveness and quickness. The, the burst is pretty solid. Like, yeah, uh, there, there's bits. I, I don't know why he lost it. Who's their back? I can't even think. I'm not sure. Um, anyone else catch your eye to any extent? Because uh, I'm going to stand for my guy, st- stand for him last year, but he's not really even the starter at Houston. Malba Carr, okay. who I think is better than uh, who's the other back, Patrick Carr. Oh, Malba Carr is better than Patrick Carr. But Car- Patrick Carr plays more than him for some reason. I know, but Mulbacar Mal- is better than Patrick. What's the odds of having two guys named Carr and they're, but spelled, they're spelled differently? they're spelled different. It's so weird. I know. Um, and then, like, Adrian Killens, I'm not very in on. I, okay, he looks like he's, he's a PB so football player. Like, his pads are oversized. I know. He's a good pass catcher. <laughs> yeah. Like, he should make a switch to slot. I'm not kidding. If he <laughs> wants to make the NFL. I remember last year I had, like, Mulbacar, too. Um... And then this year, I'm like, uh, he slipped. He's I, not, yeah, he's not, like, actually good. <laughs> I think it's just, like, I was, I was wanting running backs at this time last year, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then I don't <laughs> think, I think Jordan Cronkite is my worst rated. Uh, so, actually, Cronkite, Carr, and Killens are pretty close at the bottom for me. But, uh, was that the least, uh, I, he only has one game cut of tape. He ran for, like, 323, and it was, like, the least impressive 300 yard game I've ever seen on tape. I didn't even realize he ran for that many yards. Exactly. Because it's like, he's either getting tackled between minus one and three yards or running for a long touchdown. But it was like just big holes. Just big holes. Yeah, it wasn't impressive. Okay. I mentioned the wide receivers, I think, are the most impressive group in the AAC, Mm -hmm. Mm position-wise. Who's your number one wide receiver in the AAC? Uh, Is it your guy? You know who my guy is already? Well, he's been your guy for like three years. Who is there? Oh, no. Oh, not James Proch. I do like James Proch. You want to start with Proch? James Proch is my number one. Really? Okay, cool. I, I, You know what? James Proch is this year's Pettis as in a guy who I liked for a long time. And then when I throw on the tape, I don't like him as much as I thought. He, he, uh, to me, he's the most polished receiver. And it's not that close. I, I mean, I got a draftable on him. I like him. 
Um, yeah, uh, sorry, I, I don't have, like, a big grade or anything. I just have yeah. a bunch of, like, 7th to UDFAs on these receivers. I just think overall... There's, I give it like there's, a, uh, there's value in each one of them. Yeah, I gave I a good choose. chunk of uh, sevens. I gave two. I gave uh, I gave three, and there's a guy that's got a bigger grade for me. Okay, but back to Proch. Yeah, I, like I don't think he's the same athlete as some of these other guys. There's a lot of athleticism in this group, and mm-hmm. um, uh, just overall speed. Proch to me is the most well-rounded, polished guy. With his running, his release yeah. game, his yeah. hands. He's not a bad athlete by any means. He just like doesn't have the top-end speed some of these other guys do. Yeah, I agree. I think he's got really good ball adjustment skills. Uh, contested catchability for a 5'11", 190-pound receiver. Uh, and he makes a big impact on third down. I think with him, you've got a guy who could develop into a potential slot receiver. Slot. In the I, the, all the pieces are there. I agree with you. Um, one thing, I think the hands were a little inconsistent on tape. Um, some concentration drops. Uh, I agree with everything else you said. Oh, scrappy blocker too. I like that. <laughs> the smaller guy. Oh yeah. yeah I like that. Uh, everything else he said, I agreed. And uh, one game, oh, what game was it? He played hurt, which probably bad for the team, but made me respect him. He yeah. Had, yeah. Uh, the the two lane game. He played hurt, and then he kind of couldn't run a route, and the quarterback threw a pick six. But but hey, I respect it from him. He's out there. Hey, James Proch, you're the winner of this week's AJ's Respect Award. At receiver. Okay. Okay, who's, who's your number one? Mine's Proch. Who's yours? Okay, you ready, Rob? I think I'm going to know, but if I don't, I'm going to be shocked. Isaiah Wright, Temple. Okay, I'm shocked. Who'd you think it was going to be? Davis? I thought it was going to be Darnell Mooney. Oh, okay. I I know. I didn't do a full thing because there's no actual tape, but I watched him. He's fun. Um, oh, there's there's two full games on Darnell Mooney. Is there? Fuck. There's not on the database. Anyways, let's go. Isaiah Wright. I like him a lot, Rob. Why didn't okay. you like him? I'm, I don't dislike him. He's like up there with... He's my fourth receiver. And draftable? No. Okay. But like I have two. Like he's very close. Um... With him, he's six one two twenty. So that's that's fun, right? With bat. big, he's also the best return man in the conference. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I get a big Cordell Patterson vibe with him. <laughs> a little bit, right? Because he's he's that gadgety slot type. He doesn't run routes. Yeah. I think he struggles with his release, but he's got top end speed. He can be a playmaker down the field or screen make plays. Uh, the, the, with the, the he's really yeah. a screen guy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think that Cord- Cordero Patterson type of wide receiver is what he is. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> I mean, which is like not a bad thing. No, no, no. I I, I think but I like I think, him a little, I think he's a little more nifty off the line of scrimmage than uh I think he is. Sorry. I think he's a little more than you do. Uh, I think the routes are a little better than you do. Again, the return game is big. I think the body control is nice. Uh like you said ball in the hands is really good. I think his way into getting drafted is going to be his return man. Probably. I mean, uh, I like him. Uh, that that helps my grade because he's really good. But uh, as a legit receiver, I I think he's interesting. I, I I could see like I would want that type of return man mm-hmm. on my team. Or sorry, that type of receiver. Yeah. With like he's on my team as a return man, but if he's my fourth or fifth receiver, his skill set is so strange in that gadget way. I think that's a plus. I agree. Like I wouldn't want him if a guy goes down having to start, but if he's always your fourth or fifth guy and he's in this gadget used in this gadget way, I think it's very interesting. Uh, you want to talk about Gabriel Davis? Not really. There's a lot my of second lowest rated. Really? Okay, let's talk. That's why I want. Let's talk about. Him. I just. Lots of, love, G- lots of love. Lots of love. Davis, poor hands, handful of drops. Yeah. Um, not a great route runner. Uh, he's got separation speed. I think like he could get to that. The pieces are there for him to be that Traquan Smith type of weapon in this offense. Yeah. I I just think he's very raw right now and a ways away from it. There's a lot of I know I I don't disagree and he flashed big. Um, watching live games at UCF last year. Um. You like the size, 6'2", 212, right? He makes plays, contested catch plays. Yeah, he, he'll have some wow, wow catches. Again, not not the quickest or most explosive. Just, the hands in the red running, just neither are there for me right now. And he doesn't make a ton of plays after the catch either. He had that one long touchdown, but like he was just running straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he's interesting. I, I gave him a draftable grade. Uh, I, I do find him interesting, but... 
Uh, not as much as some people make him out to be. Um, my number two guy is Darnell Mooney at uh, Tulane, who's my other draftable. Hit me with it. So, 5'11", 175, he's quite small. But he's a blazer. I think this the second best deep threat, potentially, mm-hmm. uh, in this group. Um, there's a receiver who I think has the most upside, and he's located in Houston. But with Mooney, uh, he's really smooth in the open field. He can separate on deep routes. He's a pretty clean route runner, too. I think um, Tulane's passing attack is kind of sad when Jonathan Banks isn't there. Yeah, I know. But uh, Mooney was a guy who just kept making plays on third downs. He can work himself open underneath. He uh, stretched the field. And like I said, there's just one play against SMU where in the open field he just cooks some people with his footwork. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just a, a very small, like, he's a set 5'11", 175, I believe, but he looks like he's probably, like, 5'9", 165. Uh, you know what? I didn't hate the other SMU receiver, Reggie Robertson. Oh, Reggie Robertson? I think he's an interesting guy who could really uh, uh, ascend, because he's a true, entering his true junior year. Yeah, he's he's all kind of potential. He's contested catch monstery for a smaller, or not, a smaller guy, but for not a massive guy. Yeah, six foot. He's really good in traffic. Six six foot one ninety five. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of pieces there. I, I ended up giving like a late seventh round. As Damn, in, you, he was my last of this group, but yeah, I love the AAC. What can I say? Just like as a guy that I think could uh, become something. There's a lot to a lot of interesting pieces. There. Yeah, SMU secretly producing receivers. Oh, they are. Yeah, legit. Um, yeah, I think uh, it, no question him and Roberson and Proch are the best wide receiver duo in the AAC, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, the guy I mentioned I think has the most upside is Marquez Stevenson from okay. Houston. Uh, let's let's hear it. I wasn't he, too in on him. He looks like the poor man's AAC version of Hollywood Brown. <laughs> okay. The, the the ability to separate deep and just burn by everyone is impressive. Uh, I've got questions about his hands, but he's a decent route runner. He's not going to win contested catches. It's a lot of, like, legit poor man Hollywood Brown. He looks like Hollywood Brown out there with the speed and the number five. Um, not the biggest guy. But Six foot one ninety, yeah. As a field stretcher and just that, that speed, I think he's uh, a guy who runs potentially sub 4-4. Four, four. They handed the ball off to him a lot, too. Yeah, he, he he could be using gadgety ways. Yeah, I, I really I wasn't I wasn't too interested. I I, it's funny we're so on the same page with the QBs and running backs and just completely different with this receiver group. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, what do you think of uh, Demonte Coxie at Memphis? Uh, I don't know. Wasn't too into him. Have you? I agree. Okay. I, th- he, I think a lot of them. My takeaway, but the Memphis guys is the offense produces bigger numbers than the talent. Yeah. Like, it's just this the way it's schemed. I wonder who the coach is. Uh, must be a good coach. But Coxie is quite good in contested catch scenarios, but uh, he, he's he, very, very raw as a route runner. Plus, I hate watching Brady White throw the football. Yeah. It hurts him. Sorry, Demonte. Kind of the most interesting guy, potentially, is going to be what Jalen McCluskey does now <laughs> that he's transferred from Oklahoma State to Tulane. It's something to watch, right? And him and Mooney are both smaller guys, both more yeah. slot types. Yeah. But them being there together is going to be interesting. It depends who's throwing the ball. But at Oklahoma State, I always thought, I thought McCluskey's a very good red runner. Yeah, yeah. again. I don't think he's a great athlete. I think it, like he's a little, little bit quick. Like, he got some jitter yeah, to he's, him. Yeah, he's quick quick with his red running, but he's not yeah. like a field stretcher by any means. Um, oh no he, no no yeah like he he works himself open really well though so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what he does but again it yeah I want to see him like at Tulane when he's got to work for it and not at Oklahoma State where it's all wide open and he's the, the last fourth time receiver. we really saw him yeah, yeah he was the third receiver with two NFL receivers exactly yeah so it'll be interesting okay just because we kind of went all over the place with the receivers there can you uh, of the how many was there seven. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Can you uh, rank them? And then I'll rank mine. If you want. Uh, well, that's what I'm asking. If you really want, Rob. I got right. Again, number one. Uh, Davis, Proch, Roberson, pretty tight. Oh, my God. Okay. Number one is who? Number two I, is who? I'm uh, right. Isaiah Wright. Yeah, say it. Gabriel then. Davis, number two. James Proch, number well, three. Gabriel Davis is number... Oh, I'm not there. 
Yeah, James I mean, Proch is number three. I can't believe you don't like James Proch. I do. They like they're Davis Proch and Roberson all great at the same for me in their seventh round guys. Roberson's my f- uh, fourth, mm-hmm. and then we jump to the UDFA's. And sorry, I'm just getting with my eyes. Mc- McCleskey, Mc- Jalen McCleskey, and Stevenson. Am I missing anyone? Coxie. Oh yeah, Coxie's last. Forget about Coxie. Who do you think has the most upside though? I don't. Like not because, would you do you think James Proch is the most, uh, the highest floor but doesn't have a super high ceiling? Uh, yes, because that's I, where I am with him. No, I agree. I think he's the safe bet. I agree, and everyone else is like, you're trying to bet on trades. Um, yeah, Proch, you know what you're getting, and I think he's going to end up being like a slot receiver. I think Mooney, Stevenson, and Wright are the most kind of intriguing boomer bust prospects here. It's an interesting group. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a good group for a uh, group of five. Uh, everyone has something that you uh, you want to see. Um, but Brady White doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, so it ended up being number one, James Proch, number two, Darnell Mooney, number three, Marquez Stevenson, number four, Isaiah Wright, number five, Demonte Coxie, number six, Jalen uh, McCluskey, yeah. number seven, Gabriel Davis, number eight, Reggie Roberson Jr., but... All of them are very close. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying too. Uh, pretty close for me. Okay, uh, maybe uh, I, I gotta go go back and watch Steven Seagal with fresh eyes. Maybe, maybe I was just in love with Derek King so much that I didn't know what's going on. <laughs> maybe it was the opposite. I was like, oh, is Derek King a better receiver prospect than Marcus Stevenson? No, he's a better quarterback prospect though. Okay, uh, tight ends. Yeah, it feels like a lot of the time it's just each each of the group of fives have a tight end. It's very. <laughs> Yeah, nice. I know. And, and this is a guy who we've been uh, kind of talking about for a while now. Um, Seth Florida tight end Mitchell Wilcox. Is he draftable? He's going to be. I, I gave him a six-round grade. I think um, the the battle for of the group of five tight ends is go- going to be interesting between uh, him and... Matt Bushman at BYU, if you count them as a I do. five, which we do, yeah. and Harrison Bryant at FAU. I they're my top they're very. Yeah, they're your top three, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I mind Magnifico different. either, but anyways, we'll get there. Oh, I, he's my lowest rated tight end I've watched. I think he, he is, sucks. but I, I, I don't hate him. We'll get there. We'll get there. He oh. is. I wouldn't even bring him into a camp. Um, <laughs> really? You but don't? yeah, no. He uh, he can't block. He also can't really catch. <laughs> So, that's uh, hard for me to buy in. What, do, with, what Cox, don't you like about that? Anyways, okay. Okay, Wilcox is a pretty decent blocker. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but a decent blocker and a move tight end mm-hmm. who is a sneaky good route runner, I think, for the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very open tight end class. Yeah. Where I think he's well... Uh, it's well reasonable for... Is that a saying? Well know. reasonable? No. If it were, that's it. Um... For him to be a top ten tight end, yeah, no, I think that's fair. Like, uh, he's not a overly powerful blocker, but he's really willing. He's competent. I think he's solid. Um, Which is all we ask for is willing. Uh, yeah, um, competent. At this uh, point. Lots of lining up in the slot or H back, but mm-hmm. again, yeah, the, I like the frame. He moves pretty well. One more issue is that I thought the hands were a little inconsistent. Yes, that's my biggest like knock on him right now. Yeah, um, that me too. But other than that, I give him a six round grade, and I thought he's soft. How, how do you rank Bushman, um, Wilcox, and Bryant? You ready? Yeah. Uh, Bryant, Wilcox, Bushman. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Interesting. Bushman, Wilcox, Bryant. They're very close, though. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Bryant's uh, just the upside with the. Bro, with the I was, was going to say. Yeah. Bryant's got the biggest upside. Bushman, yeah. to me, is the safest. But uh, Bushman's also going to be, I think, 25 by the time he's a rookie. I agree with both your statements, yeah. Um, but Bryant's athleticism and size is definitely the most intriguing. I, I thought <laughs> Magnifico. I think he's a better. I think he's a better blocker than you do. I don't know. I so I'm kind of getting just moved. Yeah, moved. Not to say he wasn't trying, but he was just getting moved. He's a decent athlete, I think, though. Yeah, he moves pretty good. Like simple, simple routes, though. Yeah, hey, it's that Memphis offense. The coach yeah. just makes it work for them. Who's that again? The goat. The goat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's cool that we've had tight ends in all these groups. 
It, it's interesting, yeah, for sure. The tight end position is always the position that kind of like last the group emerge. comes to yes, the yeah. group comes together the latest. Like George Kittle, we was you know on the Raider until the combine. You know what I mean? Yeah, like in, in this group, and I think as we dive into the Power Five, you're gonna because I know you haven't. Um, I know, I know who my favorite is already though from last year. But but I'm just saying like it's a very interesting group. It's not what it was last year in terms mm-hmm. of talent, but there's a bunch of interesting guys. Uh, I love that class two years ago. <laughs> two years ago? Three. Yeah, two years ago. I like Hayden that Hurst? Yep. That I class Hayden was horrible. Right, uh, I used my first overall rated player. Okay. Um, I think Asia. Asia. Yeah. yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to believe, but football is almost back. I don't believe you. The NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game on August 1st, and soon we'll have regular season NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right, I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with a trusted company that's been in business for years, my bookie is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get their revenge for the terrible blown call in last year's NFC Championship. Or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots win an unbelievable 7th Super Bowl. Why not make money when your predictions come true? And if you deposit today, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. You put in $100, they'll give you $50. You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. That easy. It's that easy. That easy, easy, easy. (laughs) Football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money. So go to mybookie.ag and sign up today with promo code HEAVEN. At mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Can Can I get one more of those 50% examples, please? I can't do it off the top of my head. I could reuse the ones they gave me, though. No, I want a third, please. I can't. No. You're going to have to talk to a math guy. That's not me. I'm a football guy. <laughs> Reading that ad makes me really excited for uh, our college football. Watch our college football season. The college football season. It's ours. I think it's all of ours, right? And it gets me excited for, like, what do, when do we normally record in season? Like, Tuesdays? On this yeah. show? Something like that. Something we'll like figure that. it out by the time we're supposed to. Yeah, we do Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the superlatives we, we go through each week. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy it. it good good plug for something a month away. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, okay. Offensive line talk. Starting with the offensive tackles. Yeah. Any draftable grades? No. Me oh, neither. Yeah. Anyone catch your eye, though? Yeah, kind of, I guess. <laughs> I have one guy. You always have to have one guy. I got like I don't know. Uh, like, do you a, think there's anyone in the group that could get their draftable rate uh, one day? Okay, I'll say two names just for the purpose of the exercise. How about that, Rob? Just to appeal You're to bastardizing me. this game for me. <laughs> okay, uh, let's start with the UConn tackle. Okay, he's my number two, and I was like, I went in thinking he'd suck. Me too. Okay, so. The first couple plays was like, wait a minute. Is there something here? Because he's playing through the whistle. He's moving people in the wrong game. He's playing angry. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And then you get a little further into it, and he's not a very good pass blocker. No. <laughs> but I'm like, Matt Pert, you piqued my interest. And uh, <laughs> who else also, another thing to note, the AAC has way more real size at tackle than the other group of fives we've been through. They do. Like, everyone's, like, 6'5 and 300. Like, everyone's NFL size. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of good length in the group. Um, You're just looking for compliments. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, who's who's uh, your uh, number one guy? So, so Pert was two for me. Yeah. The guy I do think could potentially get there, Josh Jones of Houston, the left tackle. Really? I wasn't I wasn't really interested in him. I think the size. Um, yeah, the size the qu- is there. The quickness. I kind of like the the right tackle. I he's number three for me. Okay, I kind of I I think I like Jared Williams the right tackle more. They're both mm. really big though. They are. Yeah, they're both legit sized. In, in terms of college tackles, it's good bookends. In the yeah, no, play. they are. It's almost like Houston's a good football team. Uh, Jared, with Jared Williams, I think you're getting more of a stronger guy mm. who's gonna bully you, and then with yeah. Jones, I think it's more finesse but more athleticism, and that's just the upside, and that's 
Well, I think if anyone can get there, it's him. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought Jake Brown was really bad. Yeah, I, I kind of expected more. I don't know why. And I thought Marcus Norman. Oh, he's really bad. Couldn't pass protect, but he he'll if he given the opportunity, he'll punch you in the mouth. He's. I mean, well, he was. He's. He's heavier than he's listed at. I'm, oh, he's on. way bigger than he's listed at six five three zero one. He looks way Dude, bigger than that. He's. He's three thirties. Anyways, yeah, I don't know feeder, why he's not listed there because that would make me like him more. Me too. He's playing left tackle too, and it, his feet are so heavy. <laughs> it's, yeah, he's it's not hard. athletic. No, but yeah, he's he's a big. Mo- Just stop lying. Put your real weight, and we'll like you more, Norman. Yeah, like who was our our one guy in that in like. The first group of five uh, show. I can't remember. Who's six foot three fifty or something? Yeah, the nose period. tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, interior offensive line. I thought was a much better group. Uh, still nothing that really. Uh, oh, I dr- have a, I have a, I have a high grade on the on oh. Temple Center Matt Hennessy. Oh, Hennessy is my number one, but I still not draftable for me. But I. Okay, I, I, I have a like a fifth round grade on him. Whoa. Okay. So interesting. Let's talk about Hennessy. The, okay, the games I did, both Power 5 schools, Boston College and Maryland. Yeah, I watched, I watched those two. Yeah. Um, really good in the run game. Really uh, really strong for not the biggest guy in the world, 6'3", 295, mm-hmm. but a finisher. Uh, I don't think he's a good athlete, really. That's going to hurt him. Yeah. And his yeah. footwork's messy as hell, and he plays a bit high. I think that's he... what kills him in pass protection. Yeah. But I think... He's got a really strong anchor um, and really good balance, and uh, he's a peak, he's can be a people mover in the run game. I agree that there was a, I, I watched him and there was a lot of tools. That's that's that was my big takeaway. He's like he's got a lot of tools to end up being a draftable interior lineman. I'm not that high. I just he just felt inconsistent to me from play think, to play. Well, I think the issue is like I don't think he if in terms of just pass blocking he's not draftable. Mm-hmm. I just really like him in the run game, but at the same time I mentioned he's not the biggest guy in the world. I think yeah. he needs to get bigger. Yeah. Because I think like he's not athletic enough to be like he's not a at six three two ninety five. If you're a mover and you, you, you got a really good like that yeah. zone scheme and that yeah. like Garrett Bradbury, Jason Kelsey type yeah. scheme, yeah, like you you can see it. But the thing is with Hennessy, he's built like those guys, but but he's do. gonna need to be in a power scheme. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent. I think that's why I uh like like he kind of slipped for me. Like he's my number one interior lineman, but um I I think that's what the big takeaway was because like. And again, the movement skills aren't the greatest. And when he's getting to the second level, I didn't love him. It was a little wandering. And that comes, yeah, and that comes back to like being worried about like he uh, the zone scheme thing. Like he, mm-hmm. that's not his game. Yeah. So that's why I ended up not being too high on him. But again, my number one interior lineman, and I think pieces are there for sure. Yeah, and again, only a redshirt junior. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Like, I if if I had to bet, he it's that he'll go back for his senior year anyway. Mm-hmm. He's tempted so, off. Yeah, just an interesting guy. Uh, who's your number two? I don't really know. I don't really like anyone. Uh, uh, I, I kind of like Javon Fair, the Temple guard. Fair's not bad. Uh, he's short and stocky, so that's already big check mark for me. <laughs> he is, yeah. I, I think he's strong at the point of attack, run blocker. It, it's a lot of the same stuff as Hennessy. Yeah. Um, in terms of I, he's just not gonna add much athletically. Yeah. And he's kind of messy in, in pass protection, but he's a people mover. Those two bring attitude to the Temple offensive line. You know what it felt like for, like, the whole group? It just... They'll have plays, like, pretty much the whole group, uh, except for, like, the really bad guys. But they'll have plays that I'll like, and then yeah. some that, really blunders. That, and that's the difference between being an NFL draft pick and not, is consistency. Yeah. Especially um, on the offensive line, where in, in, inconsistency can lead to major disa- disasters. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Woodard was one of those guys. Like Yeah. Sometimes I, like, re- really nice plays, and then there were things I liked with him. And he's weird because he's six two two eighty five. He's really small. Yeah, so like and like he was pretty good at getting those reach blocks, and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's a good at like he has the movement skills you'd expect for an undersized lineman. Like yeah, yeah, like the small quick. area quickness. Yes, as much as yes, yeah, someone that's two eighty. He's my fourth guy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so who else do my, you like? So I went Hennessy, Fair, and then like then Jordan Johnson in Central Florida, not a draftable. Grade though, oh, you get fair draftable. I did. Cool. What? What round seven? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Johnson. There was again another guy. There was there's bits and pieces. Really thick, and I, I just like what I saw in the run game. But again, it's like similar stuff. Like he's also not the finisher you'd want for a bigger center in the run game. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Um. After that, after for me, after Hennessy, Fair, Jordan Johnson, and Woodard, it was a huge drop off in mm-hmm. like 
nothing for most. Yeah, McLeod was like playing right tackle, but he's playing center this year. That's yeah, that I got super confused trying to find him at first. You mean? I will say I, I kind of fell in love with Tulane's uniforms. Not I, not the blue ones, but I respect those. But like the the dark green and the wave helmet that's matte, I I like seeing that. I wish Tulane was a more consistently competent school. I wish uh, NCAA would make a new game that can go create a powerhouse at Tulane. Me too. You think? I mean, it's in uh, New Orleans. Orleans. Like, why isn't it getting better recruiting? We got to take it over. I think. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, let's go over the defensive side of the ball. Um, basically, like every other episode so far, there's just not a lot of defensive players tape out really. So there's not a ton of guys to talk about, and you didn't like the group at all, it sounds like? No. Maybe it was just because I was fatigued from it, but like, and I was maybe more nitpicky, but uh, it wasn't too big. We'll, we'll, go, I, we'll go guy by guy, I think though. overall, the group of five's interior defensive line group is really, really weak. Apparently, right? So, like, uh, Brandon Hayes was the guy from this group. And, and I've been struggling in just... Finding and watching anybody for this article I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I actually stumbled onto one guy who I, I do like of all of them I've watched, and he's at Boise State, uh, Sante Louis. Yeah. But like the number two guy I've seen is Brendan Hayes, and I don't think he's close to being draftable. I haven't seen, uh, what's his name? Louini? I can't say it either. The guy I just said? Yeah. Yeah. But Hayes is my number one of. Everyone so else. yeah, you're in the same boat as me then. Yeah. And, like, you, you don't think he's draftable, do you? No, I don't have draftable grade. Like, which, just think about how bad this group is. So, let's let's talk about Hayes, though. Um, so, he, he played edge Yeah, uh, mainly, yeah. 6'2", uh, 293. I think he's a, a athletic guy for an interior guy. It, and he's got some power and leverage ability. Yeah, some legit quicks for 290. Uh, I... I Versatile, I guess, the next level, but a bit of a tweener. It's better also. that he's kicking inside because he, I just don't think he had anything to be on the outside. No, like he, like he showed a bit of a bend once, but like like for two, like you're like for two ninety, you're like okay, that's a solid, but not for a real edge player. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Um, I didn't love him in the run game. No, he got that's the worry about him apparently going inside. Yeah, um, like you said, you said you talked about the leverage, right? Yeah, yeah, I like the I like the leverage. He can get some power behind him, but like, and I think he's pretty quick off line of scrimmage. Um, there's some pass rush there, like I said with the bend, but like, it's gonna be interesting to see how it translates to the interior. And I, I didn't love his motor. I think it was a little inconsistent. I agree. Um, but yeah, that 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 was kind of it for the interior group. There yeah. just wasn't that many guys to hear about. I, I I was like really researching too, and like I was looking at like the AAC preseason. Team yeah. and all this stuff and like a lot of the guys just aren't it because on the preseason all conference teams it just has to be defensive linemen it doesn't have to be yeah categorized as edge or interior guy yeah. a lot of them are just edges and a lot of them are like really small and just yeah like the yo I was looking at uh the Mountain West and mm-hmm. Hawaii has a defensive lineman who's like two fifteen that's first what? team all conference. Classic. I was Hawaii. like, this must be a mistake. And then I looked at a picture of him. And I was like, this is not a mistake. H- Hawaii's running backs are bigger than their edge players. Facts. <laughs> okay, moving over to the edge group. Yeah. Uh, I do think Tulane has a guy in Patrick Johnson that's quite interesting. Let's talk about him. Okay. So, entering his true junior year, 6'3, 255, bit of a tweener, plays like an edge hybrid linebacker y- role. Yeah. Some, like, w- will, but like almost overhang. <laughs> like, it's kind of. Yeah, and that immediately gets my attention. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like at first I was like, you know, he moves pretty solid in open space. Yeah, but he's I think a, the hips think were he's a good athlete. A little tight in the hips as I swivel my chair for some reason. Like, but if if he if you're looking at him as an edge, it's fine. Yeah, and I think he he doesn't know how to use his hands. No, I, he only wins the athleticism. Yes. Yeah. So the athleticism, I think he's got some bend. He had um, ten sacks last year. Like that, that catches good, my attention. And as a true sophomore, mm-hmm. good motor. He's kind of gonna get washed a bit in the run. Yeah, and he's get stronger at the point of attack. I agree. And like again, it feels like if he doesn't win right off the line of scrimmage, like it's done. He doesn't do anything. Yeah, and that comes back to learning how to use your hands. Yeah, but I do think the athleticism and the size are interesting. He's definitely got to pay attention to. Sure. There's no. There, there's bits and pieces, and again, like I said, productive last year. Uh, not draftable for me yet, but um, 
And just because I, I mentioned that I've been like trying to find anyone for this article I'm doing, yeah. I watched Houston's edge rusher Isaiah Chambers. Okay. So he's a TCU transfer. Okay. Uh, six five two sixty five. Okay, that's cool. I think he only played in five games last year. Okay. And had six sacks. That's pretty good. Three of them came against Rice. So <laughs> naturally, that, I watch. I watch that game. And. Um. Not consistent, but the athlete, like, he stands up just, he has an NFL body. Yeah. And he's, he's got an explosive step for a 265 edge. Um, and he uses his hands not consistently, but he knows how to use them. Um, he lacks bend, but the motor's there. Uh, he needs to get stronger and just put together combo moves and build that repertoire of pass rush moves. But, and I don't have a draftable on him or anything, mm-hmm. but I think he's a guy who could really come onto the scene this year as a full-time starter for Houston. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I also watched Quincy Rocha Temple. He's uh, really athletic, but he's like a 230-pound edge. Yeah, I uh, saw his names on, like, the watch list for, like, the conference and stuff. Yeah. Just, um, just, just, you know what's funny? And their linebackers are a really small group, too. The linebackers in this conference in general uh, aren't that big. Because, like, uh, hold on. Temple Temple's four upperclassmen linebackers, right? I believe. And the heaviest is 225. Cool. Interesting. Anyway, they're, sorry. They're, it's because they're, fa- they're, they're a fast group. Mm-hmm. The fast defense. Uh, okay, anyway. Linebackers. Anyone get your eye? No. Or did you, you only watch Sean Bradley, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Athletic, but misses tackles and lacks instincts. Again, he, he's the heaviest of the group, too, so... Yeah, he. Uh, I think he's like supposed to be first team all conference, but yeah. yeah. I thought he's athletic, but just like in terms of range and stuff, but he mm-hmm. misses a lot of tackles. No, I agree. Like Temple Tough, he's got the number, but uh, yeah. Um, and I ended up watching two other guys because I have to for this article that mm-hmm. I'm going to keep referencing so you people read it when it comes out. What article? My article. That's all I'll call it. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati linebacker Perry Young is a guy I watched. It's five eleven two oh five. Respects. Really athletic. I can imagine. For a linebacker. He's probably a safety. But I think <laughs> I think he started out as a safety and they moved him to linebacker, which I mean, okay. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of like the same case as Sean Bradley, though. Just smaller. <laughs> and better better in coverage, though. Oh, okay, okay. But we'll with take. less instincts. Oh. But the one guy who I didn't really know anything about going into, Central Florida linebacker Nate Evans. Okay. Now, he's built like a real linebacker. 6'1", 240. Nice. Um, really consistent tackler, gonna stick his nose in. Very aggressive. His ability to stack and shed blockers is what stood out for me. He a lot of the time he was making tackles like three yards downfield, like because he he stacks the the yep. uh, lineman makes the play. Um, and he's doing that consistently. Um, and good motor. Uh, not a great athlete. Like he's gonna get beat at times in coverage. He's a, a true middle linebacker, mm-hmm. um, and his lateral movement needs improvement. But I thought he looked like an NFL backup linebacker. Okay, I like so the, the pieces sound solid. Yeah, and just knowing like his build and his physicality and ability to get off blocks is what caught my eye there. I'm trying to going okay. into his senior year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, corners. A lot of big names. Yeah. Uh, who's your number one? Uh, no draftables. I'll say that. Me neither. Um, hold on. Let me let me just open my doc. <laughs> Who you start so I can get my document open. So so my number one corner is from Temple, and his name is Linwood Crump. Mm-hmm. And that's one hell of a name. It, it is a great name. There's still a lot of good names in this group. Um, with him, he he wasn't like a full time starter, mm-hmm. but I th- he's the number one corner for this year. Uh, I thought I liked what I saw in man coverage. I thought he had really smooth hips. That's what truly stood out. But he's not a physical tackler. Yeah. He needs to actually press guys when he's in press. Um, and he needs to do a better job at locating the ball. When in zone, he really lacks instincts, and he's mm-hmm. kind of a slow reactor. But I just – the fluidity and ability in man coverage is what kind of caught my eye. Uh, um, with this group, again, almost like the O-line – like. It, Felt like there was flashes and then really yeah, bad plays. Super inconsistent group. Um, TJ Carter uh, ended up being my number one, but not draftable. Okay, 
Can I ask you why people act like TJ Carter's a first round corner okay. or like a top five corner? Okay, thank you. Because again, I'm I thought a, I was wrong. I watched I watched the same game multiple times. I'm a Memphis fan. <laughs> like you know, I go in and I expect good things from Memphis football. Okay, and I've heard really good things about TJ Carter, and I did not see it at all. He got killed by Missouri. Yeah, it I was either him just getting beat or committing pi. Yeah, multiple times. So like my big again, jump trying to jump the routes and it wasn't working, and like again the pi grabby at the top of routes and like, I, I think he was feisty. I, he's an uh, okay tackler and he likes to hit. But other than that, I'm like I'm like sometimes I'm like okay maybe I can see a nickel, but then he's. You know the hips aren't great. I'm like, I, why? I don't get it. Why is there hype around him? I I don't know. He's had a big name. Like I, you know, we know about T.J. Carter. Yeah, picks. I think he did well with last year. I just I couldn't believe how unimpressed I was. I dude, I know. I wanted to like him because um. Me too. I, I was really him. excited to watch him. Yeah, I was too. He's like the first one I put on too because I'm like, okay, let's get to T.J. Carter because I've heard really good things, but. Uh, yeah, really, really disappointed. Like, he, yeah, you said undraftable, right? Yeah, I'm talking about transfer. Um, okay, so that, 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 he's my number two, Crump and him. Yeah. Um, and like, Neville Clark and Mike Hampton, there were some flashes, but ultimately, no, thank you right yeah, now. Yeah. And, and then the curious keys I thought was just bad. <laughs> I, I'll. Did, did anyone like, do you trust anyone to make a big jump because i i do think linwood crump's gonna be an interesting evaluation mm-hmm. that's fair uh yeah oh sorry i was just i was opening my keys dot like you know long and lean fever kind of clicked but then everything else was not great yeah and when he was he played the line he just got goofed like he's you he can't press at all or anything. yeah the i guess okay. when i said earlier that i like people on defense, mm. I, I I didn't mean like I had big grades or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just there was things there that there's some things I like with certain people. But Mike yeah. Hamp- yeah, Hampton. Do we sorry? Do you have any draftable grades on defense? I do not. No. Okay, because mine are Nate Evans, who you didn't watch because I stumbled onto him late, mm-hmm. and Patrick Johnson from Tulane, and that's for his tools. And I get again like uh, John. Johnson who's your, highest? Who's your who, yeah? Is he your highest rated defensive prospect? I guess him and Hayes are close. I guess yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, oh yeah, we safe, haven't got to safeties. Yeah, yet. safeties. Sorry, spoilers. Richie Grant, dude, is, again. Yeah, it's the same thing as T.J. Carter. Not as I've big. I've like seen him mocked in the first round. I was like, all right, here we go. I, I also I absolutely love evaluating safeties. Super excited, and just like was it the Memphis game that. Killed it for you? Yeah. Like, I see the, the upside with his uh, coverage ability. This dude does not want to tackle anybody. Okay, well, Darrell Henderson just ended him. Like, he, Yeah, the key... The, the angles were so terrible. He doesn't want to finish. And uh, and the things he does well, he doesn't do well enough to be that no. allergic to run defense. Uh, like, even in coverage, I think he's, like, a little tight. I, his I hips are tight for sure. Yeah, I, I don't so think I he's think, a great athlete by any means. Like he's, I, he's I, okay, fine. Just, okay, I think he's tight in the hips. Yeah, he lacks coverage instincts. He's yeah. not that explosive. I think he's like but, not the instincts, but he's aware at least. Yeah, but yeah, no explosiveness. I I don't see it. The, me neither. I uh, and I again, know. like I, I, he's not even my number one safety. <laughs> in this conference, I have James Wiggins above him. Like uh, even him, the Cincinnati safety. Not and, like too. I don't love him or anything. I just think he's a bit like with Wiggins. I think you've got a guy who <laughs> is a better tackler. He's yeah. not. He he's also tight in the hips and doesn't have great uh, footwork. And I don't think he's a great athlete either. You know, unless the the, the Memphis game was the worst game of his career. Like uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I didn't love Wiggins or Richie Grant. Um, yeah. I think defensively the AC prospects were quite weak. Again, not a single draft book grade for me. Um, and yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, I thought like when he first said, "Okay, there's guys I like." I thought I'm like, "Okay, maybe I just missed them." But I re- really disappointed in Carter and uh, Richie Grant. Yeah, I think that was the worst part. Thinking that. Um, these guys and like were, I, I didn't see that first round stuff, but then I, I started watching Carter. Um, 
Grant, and then I remembered that people like him, and then I looked it up a bit, and I'm like, am I missing something entirely here? And Carter, I knew was supposed to be good, but it wasn't. Anyways. Sad, sad, sad. All right. I, I wanted to like them. All right. Who was the best offensive prospect you saw? Uh, King, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was also mine. <laughs> okay. No, I was just thinking off the top of my head. I don't I don't prepare for this part. <laughs> and who was the best, best defensive prospect? Uh, Hayes and Johnson were tied, I think. Yeah, okay. I, I had it as Patrick Johnson. In both on draft. I can see the reasoning for Patrick Johnson, but uh, I need to see, you know, young player. I want to see more of him. Yeah, I just think there's more upside with him than a guy Hayes? Like Hayes. Uh, I, yeah, I, don't, I, think, I don't disagree. Dierra King's the most exciting player and the most interesting prospect just because he could be anywhere at this time next year. Oh, for sure. But there was a lot of fun guys on offense in this conference. Yeah, you know, the, I, I very much enjoyed watching the receivers mm-hmm. and running backs. I think I have a little crush on McCray, but I want to see more of him. Hey, nine yards per carry, man. Heck Pretty good. yeah. <laughs> okay. Can we make our picks? Um, oh, yeah. How do you have the AAC? It's a really interesting year for the AAC because I don't think Central Florida is going to dominate this year. I don't think so either. I think it, that's open. I still think UCF's winning the conference, though. I think they're being Houston. You but it's wide open. You trust Brandon Wimbush? Or is this just your Greg McRae love? Uh, you know, <laughs> Hubel's done a really good job taking over. But um, I don't Wimbush might not be the starter. They're not. No, the he, broke his, he broke his ankle. Did he? I swear he was there. Com- I read a tweet he broke like his yesterday. Ankle literally last week. He's missing all uh, fall camp. Oh shit! Okay. I don't trust Brandon Wimbush, but I trust Heupel to, to to make that work. Because even when Mackenzie Milton went down, they were okay. Right. Fair. All right. Yeah. So you, sir, you have Central Florida over who? Houston. Okay. I have Houston over Cincinnati. Cincy's uh, Cincy be interesting too. It's a good, it's wide open, honestly. I just I for me Cincinnati with Ritter's competent Warren. I have a little bit of a running back crush on him, and I I don't think there's like anyone who stands out on the defense in terms of prospects. But it, it's a fast, good defense, and Luke Fickle's a good coach. Mm-hmm. It's a it's gonna be an interesting year in the AAC. All right, city of the week, Tulsa. Oh, mine's New Orleans, Louisiana. You want to hear a fun fact about Tulsa, Rob? I forgot Tulsa was in the AAC. Yeah, because we didn't want to, they have no players. That's kind of why I picked them. Just when you're fun fact about Tulsa, yeah, uh, it's the 45th most populous city in the United States of America. I didn't know that. It's about all the fun that there is in Tulsa. Well, thanks. Is New Orleans fun? <laughs> anyway, you can uh, hey tune in next week because we're finally hitting the power five. The power what now? The power four. We're doing the group of seven next week with the Pac-12. <laughs> the artists? Yeah. So, yeah. Next week, we're finally into the Power Five. There's tons of Pac-12 prospects that we have to watch. And mm-hmm. it's going to be our first uh, conference where the defensive prospects actually matter. Troy Dyser, highest-rated prospect? No. In the whole thing, yes. All right. So, tune in next week. Thanks for listening. Go seven rounds in heaven. <laughs>